ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. The Drive with Paul Swan. Not today. Hey, how's everybody out there to Tri-State on another beautiful afternoon interrupted briefly by rain shower. It's like we're living at Myrtle Beach right now, but Woody Woodrum back with you. Uh, called me out of retirement. Paul's got a week of vacation going, and so he said he couldn't think of anybody better to go down to the Union Pub and Grill than myself, and I have to agree with that, 1125 4th Avenue in the heart of downtown Huntington. You want to come on down and uh, check out all the specials and meet your friends at the place everyone goes, the Union Pub and Grill. We're... Uh, here today, Gabriel Sellers, as always, in the uh, command center in the bunker, and I am out at the Union Pub and Grill. You can be part of the show by driving to the Union. That'd be a good way. But you can also call us, 304-399-8255 or 877-420-8255. Uh, we do have Pirates baseball coming up tonight. Uh, it's an 841st pitch. So airtime about 8.15 for the Buckos in Colorado. And they will also be playing at that time Tuesday. Billy C. doing the show tomorrow. Wednesday there will be no show because the Pirates and the Rockies have a 3.10 first pitch. So no show at all unless they play in an hour and a half. That would be a record, I think. So let's still count on that. Thursday, a short show just uh, to 5.30 because it's NFL football, my friends. That's right. It's back. It's the Bengals, and they're getting ready for, well, played hardly anybody uh, in that game because it's the first game of the preseason, and nobody really wants to get anybody roughed up on the first game of the season. So uh, it, some of you knew, some of you didn't. I be- began my uh, journey on July 31st of last year was my last day being a full-time employee at Kindred. And so I drew my unemployment, and then we got working on the Social Security. you got to be off six months anyhow to do that. So in early February, we filed. And uh, here's to the government because, you know, everybody else has bad years and bad times with them. And i got to say, overall, none of that's happened to me. I, I don't know. I've been real fortunate and I got my disability without even having to go to court. So, uh, Rose Cyrus down on Fifth Avenue, if you're having troubles in those areas, she can take care of it. She's a great person for disability and injury. So, uh, Rose is a sweetheart, and she made it happen without even having to go into court. So, that's pretty fantastic so so right now you know a year and a half till medicare kicks in but i'll, I'll be still on the air occasionally here uh i'm definitely doing the Huntington high this year uh the gang of four the four highlanders uh is includes me and of course my son trey woodrum who by the way did not quit at taco bell on washington avenue because he just moved down about 20 blocks to the Taco Bell on 5th Avenue now. So he'll be down there glad-handing all the Marshall students when they show back up. And they're slowly starting to trickle into town. You can see them here and there. And uh, Jimmy Morgan, our statistician, and the mayor of the village, Chris Tatum, who's been doing Huntington High football since uh, 
the Pony Express was uh, just a brand new foal. So, uh, my buddy Chris, though, uh, we'll be going and start you off on the 24th of this month with a little trip back down to Belfry. I think we made them mad last year when we beat them. And saying we as in Huntington, I didn't ha- I didn't make any plays. But we didn't kick off till 1030 because it's a doubleheader. And they have two games. So, we're hoping they kick the first game off maybe at 4 and then we'd have a chance of getting uh, maybe by eight. So we'll hope for that. But uh, we're, we're looking forward to going again. They were great down there. Beautiful facility. Uh, you know, the coal companies have just about paid for everything down there. And they do. They just have they have a really nice facility for football. And the parking lot is right behind it. And then you've got baseball and softball and track and so many other things. It's really awesome to see. So, uh, uh, you know, it's it's a p- good place to go. So we'll be traveling together doing Huntington High all year. Their first home game will be September 7th against George Washington, and we'll have a trip to Riverside after Belfry. But Riverside, not too bad. Again, 304 399 877-420-8255. Uh, I know a lot of you are uh, – thinking about reggie oliver you read the newspaper today and uh he is not doing well i mean he's still in critical condition uh tim milney a good friend of mine here in town i went to school with a lot of the young thundering herd guys and that's who he's talking to and he's still in icu and still listed as very critical so uh if you got time uh, to get down on your knee for a moment, maybe send some love. Reggie Oliver's way. What a great guy. And what a good athlete. I'm serious. I saw him throw the ball like 95 yards one time at Fairfield. And he was just kind of messing around. He he was in it, uh, like a, a coach's shirt, and he had a jacket on. He took the jacket off and wound up a little bit there in the end zone and threw it, and, and it came down at the five on the other end. Now, I've also seen Byron Leftwich do that, too. So, it, But he had an incredible arm, and, uh, you know, he ended up in the USFL. Youngsters, go read about that tonight. Read about their $3 suit against the NFL. But, uh, <laughs> but that was a, a different time and a different place. But keep Reggie in your prayers, if you could, please. Uh, 304-399-8255-877-420-8255. We've got lots of tape from yesterday when they had the fan day. It was also quasi-media day. So we talked to uh, Doc Holliday, and we're going to hear from him here in just a little bit. we got a couple of local guys. Uh, Cody Mitchell is from Point Pleasant. He's going to play a lot as a uh, as a uh tight end. Luke Zaban becomes the fifth Zaban to play here. His grandfather Bill is a Uncle Milam. And I believe Milam played baseball too for the herd. Then his father of course Mark Zaban transferred back here from Ohio State and was starting quarterback when Eddie Harris went down in 95 and then he went down in the third game some guy named Pennington. He played pretty well later on. So, uh, 
Yeah, and then now his brother Andrew is on the MU baseball team right now. So it's really the the Z family has a lot of tradition with Marshall, and that's uh, you know we've seen that with other people, but this is extraordinary. You know that you've got five of the family all playing sports here at Marshall University. So we'll talk to him in a minute. Uh, Tyree Brady, he's pretty good. The Herd's wide out who uh, might have a chance to make an All-American team if it, his health, knock on wood, stays with him as well. And then great kid, Levi Brown, the Herd center. Kind of got in in the middle of a question on that one, but, you know, you just bear with me. Sometimes you'll hear Keith Morehouse a lot. Keith asks good questions. I just tape him then. But I tell you what, we're going to step aside and take the first break. Gabriel's going to run up some uh, commercial time here for us, and then we're going to come back and talk to you more on The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Hey, welcome back to The Drive. Woody Woodrum in the car today over at the Union Pub and Grill, 1125 4th Avenue in the heart of downtown Huntington. Come on down tonight for Southern Bell or anything else at the Union Pub and Grill. Well, the guy that runs the program down there, Doc Holliday, who is a year younger than me uh, and still going strong, he uh, he had a couple words for us on Sunday. And, you know, it was kind of off day, you know, because you had the fan day and you had a lot of team pictures and all that stuff. I will tell you guys, and if any of you know Kenny Crawford, he is the biggest Marshall fan of all time. And Kenny is able to go and, and travel to a lot of games. But yesterday when they took the coaches' pictures, the coaches yelled at Kenny and said, hey, Kenny, get over here. We need you in a picture. And they took a team staff picture. All the co- Marshall coaches were in a white shirt, and so Kenny was in his green. I mean, it really touched me. And it was just a reaction by the coaches. They saw him standing there and they went, hey, Kenny, come on. You need to be in here. That guy lives and dies with the herd, folks. So uh, let's hear from the the coach from Hurricane via WVU to Marshall, who's done a great job. Here's Doc Holliday. Uh, you know, coming into these situations, you got a few guys that you know what they can do. Uh, you know, give some of those younger guys a chance, and, and they went out and made plays. Well, they did. I mean, both both those running backs again. You know, we just we didn't play Tyler or Keon, and we played those other two guys, and they both continue to get better and. Uh, didn't play Levi and never had a new center in there a couple of times. So it looked like he held up pretty good. So, like you say, at this point see, in spring, you're just trying to find out what some of those younger guys can do, and I feel like we did that. Anthony Anderson, I know that we've talked some about him this spring, and every time we look up, it seems like he's improving. But mm-hmm. uh, it seems like the knack for those bigger runs, and, and he's worked on his pass catching as well. Well, he's you know he's a better player because of the way he's prepared. You know, he's had a good winter, and he's been healthy for change. And guys weight down where it belongs, and uh, he's playing really well right now. Obiolo, how how much do plays like that? He, he made the you know the first catch of the scrimmage. I think it was the second play offense ran. How much does that set the tone whenever a play like that happens in the preseason? Does it help your all's practice? Well, he likes to start fast, you know, regardless, and that helps. And he'd get better too. I mean, he's a guy that uh, you know, unfortunately got hurt early on, or he would have a year force a year ago, but could have had a great year, I think. And you see him maturing now and getting better. And Dallas has done a good job with him. What do you think, quarterbacks? Well, I mean, still young guys still learning. You know, we put them in a couple situations. We put them in a two-minute situation there today that they have never been in. So you've got to make some corrections there. But that's what spring's for. You, know, you put them in situations in the spring that they haven't been in before, and you can coach off the tape and get them better. Well, I think it helps them, too, when you put them behind that one line. Yeah. You know, yeah. makes them better players. And uh, you switched it up, and we saw that 
follow the followed suit. Yeah, well, kind of been doing it all spring. You know, just share the reps with ones and twos, and and then you can go back and evaluate the film and see where they are. But they're both, you know, like I say, I like both those kids. I think they're both, you know, got the, got the arm strength and the talent to play. So we'll see how it goes. Oh, good. Yeah, this is from the spring, and I, I'm real sorry, everybody. I must have got that mixed up on my player. I've got a lot of stuff. I've got like 26, 27 recordings on there, and I, I was having trouble with the audio, and so I couldn't hear it real well. But I, th- I, I heard myself, and I heard Grant, so I thought, well, you know, that's got to be sometime. Sorry about that. That was from the spring. But, then, you know, not much has changed. As Doc said, I mean, you want to get a fast start out here. And, of course, they don't get into pads until Tuesday. Uh, They probably went uppers today, and they probably went indoor because of the rain shower that came a little bit ago. I'll tell you what, it's nice to have it. And you may wonder, well, why did they go inside? Because the sun came back out, and it's a pretty day. Shouldn't they just stayed outside? Well, it's not the coaches and the players so much as it is the athletic trainers and the equipment room guys and the the film guys. We call it film still. It hadn't been filmed since, you know, Snoopy was a puppy. But uh, it's it's hard to get those all set up. You know, all the gear you have to put on the field, all the coolers you have to fill and have at a certain place, and, you know. And then suddenly if, if Doc, the ring coming down at, two and he says all right we're going indoors well you, you know he can't turn around at three thirty and go oh let's move everything and i want to start in five minutes it's just not going to happen like that so uh, you know it's, it's tough to get that done but uh it's still uh you know things there and he talked about the young kids and that's you know they've only had a couple of days in workouts now so just remember that if you get to see them and they are opening practice uh, fairly regular here for the preseason. Uh, today was 3.50 start. Tomorrow's a 3.50 start. Don't come Wednesday. We're off and they're off on Wednesday. Must uh, must be a national thing, Gabriel. And <laughs> then uh, Thursday is 3.50. Friday is 3.50 practice. But after that, if you're a member of the Big Green or your season ticket holder and you already RSVP'd online, then you'll be at the Big Green Appreciation Night, which goes right after the practice is over. Then on uh, Saturday, they'll go on 3.50. They'll be off this coming Sunday. And then next week, uh, 3.50, 3.50, 6.30 then at the 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. They're going to the evening. And that might have something to do with summer school classes finishing up. So uh, it's, it's tricky ballet. Tell you what, though, I know we did talk to Levi Brown yesterday, and the big man was, uh, he, he's a very engaging kid. i I, I got to be honest with you, I lean toward linemen, always have. You know, they've been the guys that I piled around with. My roommates, Mark Brookover was tackled. John Arnold was tight in uh, over in Hodges Hall when I didn't have one of my brothers there. And uh, it just, I don't know, it, it, just get along with those guys you know i kind of like the attitude so let's hear from a guy who's up for the remington award he's named on that list and and the herd junior center levi brown talk a little bit about what your expectations are new coordinator and lots of hype uh, for you guys coming up yeah that's one thing we we definitely hear but can't put too much attention to is the hype and whatnot so um like you said new coordinator 
An amazing guy. Him and I have a pretty good relationship. Whenever I first heard that he was the guy we were hiring, I didn't know anything about him, but whenever I first met him, you know, I started picking his brain from the jump and see how he thought and how he felt about a lot of things. So Coach Cramps and I have a pretty good I don't know, folks. I am so sorry. I mean, I know I talked to guys yesterday. I don't know if it just didn't take or what. I, I, I'm sure that I have the two young guys who are locals. We're going to get to them in the next breakdown. Uh, you know, while we got a second here, and it is the drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930, what do you guys think about Randy Moss's number being retired at Marshall? Because this is a question I'm seeing being discussed out there online and so forth. Gutter Gasky is the only player in Marshall history to have his number retired. And, and retired means nobody wears it. And I would rather see, it's the old equipment guy in me, I would rather see numbers honored. You know, Frank Beamer has his name up and like number seven or whatever he wore as a player for Virginia Tech. You know, Frank Loria, who coached here on the the 1970 team, the 68 and 69, 70, was a very young, really upbeat coach. Was probably headed for big things, and of course he was on the plane. But uh, you know, he's also honored because he was an All-American like in 66 or 67 over Virginia Tech, and, and Rick Tolley took a chance on a younger younger guy, and he came in and, and really performed well. So, you know, they put their numbers up and honor them, name and number, but they don't take the number off the roster. It's hard to do. I mean, uh, Jerome Purcell at Western Michigan was 44, and they had a linebacker, a guy nearly – killed Brian Swisher, uh, no, no, Danny Abercrombie, in in the 80s. He hit him right in the sternum and, and ended his football career. And Danny uh, came down and his sister played basketball here at that time. But, you know, I, I, I would like to see numbers honored. But you've got Gatsky because he went into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, not the NFL Hall of Fame, Although it's mostly NFL people going in. But it's Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so in 2006, Marshall retired his number. Now I think there was probably a little rush to do that because West Virginia had decided they were going to honor Sam Huff by retiring his number. I know they've got a 44 section for Jerry West and, and have retired that number. And, you know, Marshall basketball has four or five retired numbers. You know, it was hard to get Charlie Slack's number retired, and it made me exasperated because I was like, nobody's ever going to wear 17 again. Hal Greer wore 16. Nobody's ever going to wear those again anyhow because you can't go past the five on numbers because the officials want to be able to say 1-5 or 5-1 or whatever you're talking about. So, you know, we'll... I would like to see Randy's number retired. I mean, he put Marshall on a map. If you don't know him personally, if you've only been able to see him when you're getting something signed, or he always now, I you know I can't say that to everybody that comes by he's a prince, 
But I have seen him, and they said it happened at the town center yesterday. There were people who drove in there at 5.30 a.m. and were standing at the doors when they unlocked at 8 so they could be the first one in line to see Randy Moss. And I'm like, you know, wouldn't it just have been as well to be the 500th guy to see Randy and just showed up, you know, about an hour in the signing? But, you know. And so and he always wants to be first. So the guy got in there, and he was first to uh, get a picture with Randy or see the gold jacket. And, you know, really, I, I've i been to the Hall of Fame, but, you know, the gold jacket's a pretty big deal when it's on one of your former players. And you know what's funny about it? Both of Marshall's former players were guys who didn't play a full slate of, of years here. You know, Gunner came in in like 1940 and had set out as a freshman. And so then he played in 41-42 and went off to war, including he was involved in D-Day. He was in the Army, and he was part of the D-Day surge. And uh, when he came, when he got out in 46, he briefly played, I've always heard this story, is he briefly played couple of games for Auburn before somebody said, hey, wait a minute. He was playing at Marshall. He can't play here. And for a while, Auburn even tried to claim him as a Hall of Famer because he played like a couple of games. But that, I think that has gone away now. But he played a couple of games there or something. And then in 1946, with the help from a coach here in Huntington, a guy who used to coach the Pony Express, Johnny, and I can't remember his last name, I want to say Johnny Walker, but that that's just something we got here at the Union Public Grill. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, and Gunner got in, you know, went right in the NFL. So he had gone three years here at Marshall. I don't know if he finished his degree at some time. Because after he finished with football in 57, he was a scout for the new Boston Patriots. Yes, New England Patriots used to be the Boston Patriots. And then... The next year, they hired him at the Prunytown Institutional School School for Boys. And if you're my age, the biggest threat your parents could give you is you keep acting up, and we're going to send you to Prunytown. And I think it was more jail than school, although they were trying to help the kids to be better kids. But Gatsky became the, the athletic director and the head coach of a number of sports. Uh, but his football team... One of the first things he did with them every year, there was like a 20-foot cliff. And he made them jump off of it, show how tough they could be. I don't think there was any water at the bottom. He just made them jump off. And, you know, the kids were kind of tough, too. There was one time at halftime, they went back to the locker room, and a couple of kids tried to make an escape. They caught him going out the back door. And so after that, Gatsky stayed on the field with his Prunytown team and just scrimmaged at halftime. So while, while the home team was in there laying around some, and Prudy Town played all their games away, I imagine, because, you know, it was industrial school. It was a jail. And so, you know, he coached that there until 1982. You know, and then he just retired and went bow hunting and all that. So I don't know if he finished the degree, if he needed a degree to be at the industrial school. Maybe that's why he took it, because he didn't have to have a degree. So I don't think, 
I think, you know, it's about what they did on the field. You'd like to have them all graduate from Marshall. I know everybody had them. It's just, you know, I just, it, everybody hasn't graduated. And that's just the way it is. They used to always graduate, and now they don't. So I, I don't know how we can fix that, but I think you've got to do the stuff you do for, you know, honoring people. You have to do it with a grain of salt sometimes because not everybody finished in school. You know, Dre Kane, he finished, he got his degree at Marshall. He was done, and then he went for a graduate degree at Iowa State. But, you know, I, I still think of him as a Marshall player and a Marshall grab because he played four years here, set out a fifth. His first year as a prop was one of the best players in the school history. I mean, he could really play. And then he goes to Iowa State as grad transfer. Heard his grad transfer right now, a quarterback from Wagner. And he had an up-and-down career because of injuries and whatnot. If he plays two good years here, he's going to tell everybody, you know, hey, I played at Marshall. So, you know, I try not to worry or get so hung up on that. I just think if we're if we're going to make the bar, you got to be in Pro Football Hall of Fame. What do you do then for, uh, you know, the guys that, are in the College Football Hall of Fame. Cy Young, who didn't have a number, uh, but Michael Payton wore 14, and, you know, uh, Troy Brown wore 8, and Jackie Hunt wore 75, Mike Barber wore 28, and all those guys got in the Hall of Fame. And, you know, what are we doing with them? Because that's a pretty big deal. I think in five years, it's only five years for the NFL Hall of Fame, but it's 10 years for college football hall of fame gotta be out of school 10 years so he's getting getting close a couple of years from now i think randy will be eligible uh but he's been out five years right now so five more years i think he's locked to go in you know doc has a couple of more good seasons he may go into hall of fame his bowl record is five and oh his winning record is definitely a real good one here, and he's, you know, he if he stays four or five years, he got a chance to overtake Pruitt and and uh, Jim Donnan and uh, Cam Henderson and win. So, you know, it's tough on Hall of Fame and retiring numbers and all that. It's, it feels good when you do it, but sometimes it opens a can of worms that you you have to deal with them for a long time. You know, forty four and forty six at Western Michigan. There were players that wanted to play in John Alfredall's linebacker jersey or Jerome Purcell, who I even checked a couple of years ago. He was still 25th all-time in rushing. He was a tremendous back. And how we beat them in <laughs> my freshman year for homecoming, still staggering uh, in the last few minutes. we got to take a break. We're going to pull over the curb, get out, maybe get some cold here at the Union Pub and Grill, and then we'll be on back on. On the drive, you're listening on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. All right, it's, it's been a year since I did this. Woody Woodrum with you today. Billy Cornwell, Tuesday and Thursday of this week. No show on Wednesday. And Spanky in the house on Friday. Of course, we got Pirates at Rockies tonight and tomorrow and then Wednesday afternoon. And then the Pirates head out to play the Giants. Late night games on uh, Thursday, Friday, and even later because they'll follow the Bengals on Thursday here on uh, ESPN, 94.1 FM, AM 930. 
304-399-8255, toll-free, 877-420-8255. All right, I listened to these kids already. I know this one because the, the, these tapes were loud enough I could hear them and not just have to guess like we just did on the other tapes. I thought I was right. I was wrong. This time, Gabriel's going to save me because he's going to make these play. And let's hear from a youngster, as I said. He's like the fifth person in his family to play varsity sports here at Marshall. And you recognize the name. It's a band that was known at Huntington East. And now, now it's known pretty well at Marshall. Let's listen to what Luke's band had to say about coming to the herd. not yellow but something <laughs> you know i said it really makes you feel old when players are out here whose dads played for the herd back when i was in the equipment managing how how is that to kind of be a legacy guy to come to marshall and and your family's had such a great tradition here well, it's great to be able to come play here obviously the family tradition my dad played granddad and a lot of family my brother's here playing baseball so it's fun to just carry on the family tradition i'm having a great time yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, and, and talk about your dad. He, I mean, he was a two-sports star here, you know, led to her batting average one year, was starting quarterback for about a week before he went down, and some guy named Pennington swooped in. But uh, it, what what, what do you and your dad talk about when it comes to, you know, the things he wants to pass on to you about being a college athlete? Well, it's great to have a dad with experience doing the same thing. He's He teaches me a lot. He's coached me all the way up through told me about football, told me what to expect, and taught me the plays and everything. So it's great having a dad who's a quarterback who's got this experience. You know, it, it's good and bad when you stay close to home. I mean, I did too. I was from Winfield, and you're right from here in Huntington, although it's another good thing. I mean, your family's close and, and all that kind of thing, and the fans, you know, they already know the names of the band, so they're going to expect some things. Yeah, it's great to be able to stay home, have all my family watching me and friends, be able to stay home, play for the school that I watched up growing up. So it's good. I know you've only had a couple practices out here, and you guys haven't even got pads on yet, but what's the biggest difference you see from playing at Huntington High and just getting started here at Marshall? I think just the competition level. Everybody out here is good. There's nobody bad on the field, and it's a lot more complicated. It's more fun. You know, it, it's it's a great thing to be here, and it's going to be a battle. There's four or five of you guys that are, are battling for a chance to start. In the quarterback room, though, Alex is a little older than everybody. He can kind of pass some of those things along to you guys. And then you've got guys who are freshmen, redshirt freshmen and sophomores right in front of you. What are those guys saying as as it comes to playing college ball? I think it's great to have Alex here. He knows a lot. He has experience, and so does everybody else. They've played a few years. So it's good. Everybody's good, and whoever wins the job is going to do great. Prediction on Highlanders this year? I hope they do great. I hope they win the state. We couldn't do last year. No, uh, yeah, you always want your high school to do well, no matter where you are. So, uh, Luke Zaban, you know, I'm I've known his dad forever. I call Mark Zaban a friend, and you know, uh, like I say, you know, he had an uncle and a grandfather played here and pl- were big time players. Milan Zaban, I believe, is in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know, I. I I was thinking the other day maybe I'd need to work a little bit on Bill's band because he, he's a tremendous player in the 50s. He teamed up with uh, Jim Swizak, and and they almost rewrote the Marshall passing uh, as 
Cato kind of did when, over his four years. So uh, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break and then come back and hear from Cody Mitchell, the tight end from Point Pleasant. Uh, you're listening to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Woody Woodrum with you on The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're in our final segment, and let's go to the phone lines right now, 304-399-8255 or 877-420-8255. we got J.D. right here in Huntington. Welcome to the show, J.D. Hey, Woody. How you doing, bud? I'm uh, doing pretty well. I'm, I'm kind of hanging in there, and, you know. It's, it's been a while since I've been in the seat. <laughs> yeah, it has. I, when I heard you, I got off of work and heard you, and I thought, man, it's good to hear Woody back on there. I just, uh, you sound like you're feeling good, and it's good to hear you back on there for a change. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, I stayed busy this summer with this nap, but I was really busy in July working the state baseball tournament. We did about... 16 games in about four days or something, and and uh, that was a lot of fun. Those kids are great. Barbersville, by the way, bad news. They lost today 7-4, to so they were knocked out of the tournament. But, uh, you know, they did a pretty good job. They got there to the finals of the, uh, I think, of the loser's bracket. And if they'd won there, they'd have climbed up against a winner. So, uh, good showing for those Hopefully, kids. Uh... Yeah. Something if I know it's a few years down the road, if White keep an eye on some of these kids and maybe bring a few of them in when they get a little older. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Jeff was awesome on the first night. We went down to Cannon Park and the kids had a ball. I mean, 10 to 12 year old boys is exactly what Cannon Park was built for, and they were having yep. a great time. We, you know, had hot dogs and all that. It wasn't. You know, and Jeff starts talking, and the speaker we had just couldn't hardly over the noise of the, the Big Dipper in the background and the other rides. You couldn't hear. So Jeff just says, all you players, get down here. And, I mean, they were right down in his face almost. And uh, he, he talked to them, I'm going to say a good 20 minutes, about doing things right, you know, off the field, on the field. You know, show up and enjoy every day because you never know. It could be your last day or it could be an injury or it could be something worse. And he goes, you know, you got to go every day like it's the last day. you got to be this and that. Jeff is a tremendous speaker when he talks about the game he loves so much, baseball. Yeah, he is. He felt about like the Dan D'Antonio baseball just about when it comes to speaking. Yeah, you know, and – he would be just like Danny. He would love to see people come to practice and hang out a little bit. I know the weather's not always perfect in the spring, but he's such a good guy. He's got a lot of uh, a lot of good players on that team, and he gets the best local kids that he can to to stay here. You know, I I understand it's tough to stay here. Like just talking to Luke's the band. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on you when you're at Marshall and you grew up as a Marshall fan and you're you're from the Huntington area. And so, you know, I think it brings – it's great to be able to go home in in an hour or 45 minutes, take some of your teammates to get them out of Huntington for a while. But still, you know, on game day, everybody's telling you after the game what you did wrong and what you did right. And, and it's, a, it's yep. a tough spotlight. I understand. 
Well, Woody, Woody, it's good talking to you, brother. Are we going to see you around the call-in show any at all this year, even if you're yeah. not come yeah. hang out with us? Or? I should come down there and wander around, shouldn't I? Just, you know, be the old guy yeah, in the room. Don't, you don't have to be on the air. You can come. You know our table. You can come over and hang out with us. <laughs> We've always well, got prob- an extra chair. I'd probably get to eat faster hanging out with you guys, so that would be a good thing. Yeah, you probably would. Hey, 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 if, uh, if you can keep Stapleton away from everything first. <laughs> J.D., I appreciate you calling in, buddy. All right, all right, Woody. Good talking to you, bud. Good talking to you. You're listening to The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 and 304-399-8255 or 877-420-8255. Let's hear it now from a youngster who such a good player in high school. I saw him absolutely dominate Huntington about three years ago, and, and his team did, but he was the guy that, that did everything but sell popcorn. He'd probably done that if he asked. Cody Mitchell is going to see a lot of time at tight end, and we talked to him out at Fan Day yesterday. Uh. Cody's wandering around there for a minute, but we'll get him back on here in just a second. Uh, as we said, Pirates 840 tonight, first pitch. So you guys listening in for the Buckos, you'll be excited. NFL football already going. And, you know, Kari Vedvik, he had a really good game in the Hall of Fame game, punting and, uh, you know, he kicked a field goal. He punted six times and averaged 50 yards. And Cody Mitchell has run away. Well, you know, it's tough. <laughs> Sometimes the audio stuff doesn't work quite as well as you'd like. Well, let me just do the audio that I always do, which is talking to you. Two things. Uh, Reggie Oliver, still in critical condition after the surgery over the weekend. He had a fall, uh, banged his head, and uh, was taken to Huntsville Hospital in Huntsville, Alabama, where he lives. And uh, Tim Milney is a good friend of mine. He's talking to some folks. And still in ICU, very critical. So everybody, like I said, if you got uh, time to think something about Reggie, please do. Uh, Tim just sent me during the show here and just got this one. Another 48 hours, they'll have a better idea of how he's doing. So and a couple of tricky days here for Reggie, a great quarterback. A uh, good coach here for the herd and for Bowling Green and coached up Columbus and some other folks. So we want to uh, we want to tell you real quickly, we've got the 2018 Ultimate Taylor Trailer for Tailgating or $10,000, and it's the Charleston Quarterback Club is selling this thing. They've got 500 tickets. They've already hit the, the uh, mark, which would have been uh, – they had to sell at least 140. Well, they went over that right away. So, uh, but uh, they're giving this away, and all you need to do, and of course the money's going to the football team. David Reigns is the quarterback club president. He's at 304-550-328. That's 550-3228. You call him, he will take care of your tickets right away. There's some folks down at Big Green that will help also at uh, 696-4661-696-3410. That's 696-4661 or 696-3410. It's a beautiful 
towable tailgate. Uh, it comes equipped with TVs and, and, and a freezer and all that kind of stuff. If you see it, you'd say you can't believe you could get it for a $100 ticket. And that's what the tickets are going for is $100, and uh, they're trying to sell 500 uh, before they draw sometime next week. So jump in on that. You'll want to want to take a look at that. Tell you what, we still got time here. We've run down Cody Mitchell there in the in the studio, and so uh, Gabriel says he's up now. Let's hear from Cody Mitchell from Point Pleasant. Doing the radio show tomorrow, and we want to talk about uh, you guys back on the field. And I mean, you're a legitimate starting uh, type of tight end now. And what has that brought to you, your game and your preparation in in August? Uh, you know, we got four tight ends or more that you know are going to see time this year, and obviously. You know, we don't have a declared starter yet, but, uh, you know, all of us are going to play. We're all going to contribute in many ways, and the way we want to run our offense, we're going to need more than one guy to step up. But uh, what it's brought to my game is definitely we're heightening the game and obviously uh, stepping off of, uh, you know, out from underneath the check and, uh, you know, finding my own way ball, not not necessarily following him. Obviously getting a bunch of uh, good coaching points from him and you know because obviously he was a, a very good player here at Marshall but uh, you know now it's, it's time to do my own uh, adventure and uh, figure out what type of player I am in college now. There is no player in most any sport that's more versatile on tight end as you can be a fullback you can be a tight end you can split out as a wide out you've got this half strength and speed and that's uh, that's quite a combination. Oh yes sir it is but uh, I mean shoot yeah, tight end's very versatile. I mean, we do a lot of uh, everything on the offense, you know, blocking from running. Uh, I mean, shoot, we could even run the ball, really, uh, you know, catching the ball, obviously. But, uh, yeah. I've seen, I've seen you run with the ball a little bit. You weren't too bad at that. <laughs> not Yeah, not too bad. Maybe that might Who, uh, from Point Pleasant, tremendous player for the Thundering Herd and for the Big Blacks. So, we, uh, we are running out of time, though, and hope you'll stay tuned. Coming up later tonight, it'll be... Pirates at Colorado, 841st pitch, and we're out. Huntington Sports Station.